0: The Pat Kenny Show with Matter Private Network on News Talk. According to a new study, one in three farmers drink alcohol at harmful levels and one in 20 Irish farmers take drugs. Now, to talk about what might contribute to farmers turning to these substances is political correspondent with the Irish Farmers Journal, Pat O'Toole, who himself is a part-time farmer, and Anna Donnell O'Hagan, Assistant Professor in the School of Health and Human Performance at DCU. Good morning and welcome to you both. Uh, Anna's on the line, Pat is with me in studio. So we'll go to you, Anna, uh, first of all, to tell us about this study. How was it done?
1: Yes, um, so we ultimately um, conducted this study where we were looking at disordered alcohol and substance use in Irish farmers. So it- is part of a larger study where we're looking at mental health among Irish farmers and also mental health help seeking. So what we did find is while overall Irish farmers do report moderate alcohol use, when you actually look further into the results and you look at disordered alcohol use, we find that one in four drink at moderate levels, whereas one in three exhibit harmful drinking. So Overall, out of all our participants, so we have 351 um, farmers throughout Ireland, four out of every ten actually meet or exceed the threshold for possible disordered alcohol use. Okay, now
0: how does that compare with the population as a whole? Um, because maybe farmers are just typical of the Irish problem.
1: Well, if you look at overall, it is actually lower than what would be considered as students um, or also uh, parents. But that's if you look at overall frequency. So what a lot of research tends to look at is the frequency overall. So um, how much someone would consume, how much alcohol someone would consume in a sitting. But what we were actually concerned with was disordered alcohol use. So we were more concerned with the recurrent use of alcohol and or drugs, which caused clinically significant impairment. So actually, we do have a more serious concern here among our farmers than just general overall figures would indicate. Um,
0: There are male and female farmers. The predominant number of farmers, though, would be male. So one presumes that the alcohol problems also would be predominantly male.
1: Yeah, so what we found with, in terms of our risk factors, that yes, it was maize. It's also younger farmers who are at a greater, greater risk of harmful use, and also those who have no children, those who work part-time, those on lower incomes. And we actually found that farmers in full-time education had the most harmful alcohol use.
0: The farmers in full-time education? Yes. So well, what Does it, that not just mean that, that they're drinking like students? So, you know, the students do drink in harmful ways.
1: Absolutely. So, yeah, of course, we have to take into consideration that all those factors like, no children, part-time farming and an education are characteristic of younger farmers. And what it is suggested that may be happening is that, yes, there is that drinking culture within, among students, but also these individuals who are doing full-time education are also under these additional stresses because they're also working on the farms. They're they're having these long uh, working hours while also trying to maintain an education at the same time. So they're under huge amounts of stress. You
0: know, Now, there are obviously these statistics, and I don't question them at all. But uh, when you look behind the statistic, if you find, for example, that young single males are drinking more than older married farmers uh, might do, that seems logical to me. They're out and about. They're having a social life. Once you settle down, you've got kids and so on, your ability to get hammered is, is generally severely limited by your family responsibilities.
1: Yes, absolutely. And, you know, it, it, we would assume that that might happen based on our... Uh, but if what we're really concerned with is that the, we have this disordered alcohol use. So where they're doing it to harmful levels, where it's actually having an impact, where they can't go about their daily work, their school, their, their family yeah. life. And also as regards with, with uh, drug use also, um, you know, it's one in 20 of our sample record using substances. But of the population that we measured are actually doing it at harmful levels. And to to remember that that this is survey-based data. So this is people who oftentimes when you do survey research, people under-report or we underestimate what we actually do. So these results that we have here are probably more conservative than what actually may be their true story out there.
0: Yeah. And I suppose we should also mention that people who are not feeling terribly well after their night out uh, and using farm machinery, the dangers that are associated with uh, working on a farm are very significant, whether it's dealing with livestock where you might be crushed against a wall or whether Mm -hmm. it's uh, the uh, devices at the back of a tractor. All very dangerous activities are falling into a a slurry pit if you've got a fit of dizziness. There's all sorts of things that can happen to you on the farm. So, um, you know, much more serious than maybe a student um, languishing at the back of a lecture theatre.
1: Yes, absolutely. Like this is a very high-pressured occupation where they're in very si- serious situations and, you know, there is that massive risk associated with it. So it's the fact that this alcohol and drug use is actually impacting negatively in their normal functioning of life. And that's what we're really concerned with.
0: All right, uh, Anna, thank you for, for that. Pat O'Toole, political correspondent with the Irish Farmers Journal and himself a part-time farmer. What do you make of these numbers?
2: Uh, They're not really that surprising. Um, Within the numbers, there are some things that I think most Irish people might be surprised by. For instance, what the survey and what standard um, analysis describes as binge drinking. So it's more than than six units, which is three pints. And in Ireland, really, uh, three pints is a couple. Two or three yeah. points is a couple and a few is four or five. And, you know, a yeah. friend of mine used to a think a proper night out was a gallon of Guinness yeah. or more. Um, I- I'm just wondering yes. though, is
0: that a general problem yes. uh, when we come to assessing alcohol use in Ireland? That when we
2: self-assess, absolutely, that that I think um, our attitude to alcohol is very casual. And I think we're unaware of the clinical um, effects on, on, our, on our general health. So absolutely. I think also that um, in terms of how we drink, it, it has changed. When I was a student age, um, I did the leaving at 16, was home. So for those years in my late teens, early 20s, I would be in the pub four or five nights a week with my friends having one or two pints all but one night because we couldn't afford anymore, yeah. being honest. But but we would go to the pub to socialize. We had no mobile phones. We had no Xboxes. Um, there was one telly in the house and someone else had control of it. So we would all congregate in the pub most nights and shoot the breeze. Uh, nursing a pint Um, and that whereas now uh, younger people tend to go out far less often and drink much more heavily when they go out which is probably not a a very healthy pattern Mm. the other thing then is drinking at home which was almost unheard of uh, 40 years ago on on a habitual basis um, with alcohol being much cheaper to, to consume at home than in the uh, in, in a pub or a hotel or wherever. um, it, it, it means that people are drinking at home. And for farmers who are alone, who are isolated, who are under pressure, drinking on their own late at night, it's probably an extremely yeah. uh, bad habit. Um, again.
0: A number of things have happened over recent years. I mean, the lowering of the uh, the blood alcohol level meant the farmers would, if they took the car, they'd be doing it uh, to to maybe drink one pint or nowadays the zero-zero for people who have a taste for that. Uh, But many farmers just don't take the risk and walking home on a rural road is not really a safe option. One text here, as a farmer, it's a lonely business at times. Traditionally, a few late ones in the local rural pub has always been a great social outlet. Rural isolation is a huge part of the problem. And that business of... Drinking at home, um, as you say, has become a factor, which it wasn't
2: before. I, I think so. And uh, like drinking, drinking the house in general, apart from, pe- I suppose, the smaller core of people who, who were uh, addicted. Uh, a, a drink was a, a social thing where a bottle was pulled out uh, when visitors came. You no. didn't drink on your own. Um, I, I grew up in a dry house as it happened, but, but I, I think um, our attitude to drink has changed. It's become much more casual. But I think within that, uh, lifestyles have changed. The farm I grew up on when I was a child, there were five full time people on the farm. When I began farming in the 1980s, there were three full time people on that farm. I'm now running it part time. Um, and one, working evenings that and weekends, same, farm same farm is run by one part-time, part-time farmer? correct. And w- now what, switched, what has allowed that to happen? We, well, partly I've, I, I've made some decisions. We've, so we switched over to cropping. Where it's all tillage. Uh, but that was driven by the economic need. I, I, I didn't feel I could um, contribute to the family income as I wanted to uh, on the farm full-time. Maybe I'm not a good enough farmer and I chose to work primarily off farm for the last 15 years and I'm very lucky to have a job that complements farming but an awful lot of farmers um, find themselves under huge pressure. There's the social aspect of working off the farm because being on farm now you're largely on your own and isolated. And that's a problem and and,
0: uh, you were saying that the part-time farmers like yourself, um, you now as political correspondent with the Farmers Journal are like many journalists working at home. So therefore, you're not getting the social interaction that you might have had.
2: Absolutely, and far more Zoom meetings rather than live meetings. And while they're much more efficient and in terms of work-life balance, it's an improvement. I I go for more walks than I used to and I see more of my family than I used to. But the the, social interaction that comes from work has diminished. And for people who are, say, in IT, it has vanished uh, when they're working from home. And a lot of farmers, uh, p- people might think of farmers as people who go work on building sites or whatever, but a lot of farmers are working in high-skilled jobs, they're working in IT, they're working online, and the rural broadband has improved. But, but with every gain we're getting, yeah. there's also a, a something we're losing on the other side.
0: Yeah, again, uh, the, the law of unintended consequences. Great broadband means you never have to leave the house if you can find the local super value to deliver groceries to your door.
2: That's the danger and I think that um, you know even um, uh, the, the outpouring we had for Sinead O'Connor uh, over the last 48 hours has been done. I've been following it online and um, I remember the night that Jim Henson died, which is, you know, in, in, in the 1980s. I went down to my local and we sang Muppet songs for two hours um, in, in a country yeah. pub. Um, so like we don't we don't connect physically the way we, we did on a daily basis uh, in rural Ireland. And part of that is the demise of the local pub, the local shop, the local, uh, the, the local post office. But um, it's also lifestyle changes.
0: Well, it's uh, probably a timely warning, but what can be done about it? I mean, you can't really uh, roll the boulder back up the hill.
2: Well, well to, to an extent you can. I think that one thing that we lost during COVID was we lost the, uh, the, the, the local taxis and hackneys, which will ferry people to and from the pub and to encourage people drinking again. So maybe look there, at Uber. Yeah, there are moves uh, to make drinking at home uh, less expensive. Uh, Advantageous over drinking in the pub financially. Uh, the other thing I think you touched on is zero alcohol beers. I think they're a huge breakthrough because you can't just stroll to the local pub in rural Ireland, as you say, but you can now hold a glass of beer which tastes the same or pretty much the same in your hand with no alcohol in it. And I think that is making a difference. Um, it's certainly making a difference to me.
0: I'll uh, read just a couple of uh, texts and WhatsApps. Since I've turned 30, I can no longer drink during the calving, so I don't drink from January until the middle of April the weight loss after Christmas was a major benefit. So there's one good thing. Kieran and Ennis says, I think it's important to distinguish between drinking at home because it's more expensive in pubs rather than it's cheaper to drink at home. If drinking in pubs was cheaper, people would be able to drink in a safe environment, have the social aspect of a pub, which is wonderful for mental health, and they would likely drink less because it's not a predetermined amount. That's from Kieran and Ennis. Pat, thank you very much for joining us in the studio. Pat O'Toole, Political correspondent with the Irish Farmers' Journal and himself a part time farmer.
2: The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am on News Talk.